I think that the inquiry process for you is around how does one go about asking oneself, who am I? I think that's too large a question. I think the question is, what am I made of? What are the, what are the aspects of me? And, and how do those aspects come together in ways that I am proud of and ways that hold me back? Welcome to the Reboot Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Welcome again to the Reboot Podcast. I'm Dan Putt. Listening to this podcast reminded me of a poem we read often in boot camps and in our reboot circles. So I wanted to share it with you. This is called Men at 40 by Donald Justice. Men at 40 learn to close softly the doors to rooms they will not be coming back to. At rest on a stair landing, they feel it moving beneath them now like the deck of a ship, though the swell is gentle. And deep in mirrors, they rediscover the face of the boy as he practices trying his father's tie there in secret, and the face of that father still warm with the mystery of lather. They are more fathers than sons themselves now. Something is filling them, something that is like the twilight sound of the crickets, immense, filling the woods at the foot of the slope behind their mortgaged houses. As I read this again, it hits home for me in so many ways. I'm a man of 36, a father of two girls, a husband, and a man who soon will have his own mortgaged house. As I approach 40, I sense a real shift in my own life, a shift that is coming from deep within. Up until this point, in so many ways, I've worked hard to not be the boy. I've been rushing to become the man. I sought a path to becoming the man by watching and emulating others and looking outward at others like my father, my heroes, and those around me. I wanted to see from them what it meant to be not just a good, but a great man. But as I approach 40 and I step into my own sense of fatherhood, I'm finding a new threshold to cross, one that invites me to ask new questions and rediscover the boy in the mirror. In that boy lives the purest and wildest parts of me, the parts that knows what he wants and who he is. And what if finding that boy in the mirror again, I can finally answer the question, who am I as a man? Our podcast conversation is with a man himself at 40. Adish is a Singapore-based entrepreneur who reached out to us after closing his business last spring. He comes to Jerry looking for guidance on what are his strengths and how can he apply them in his career. But he also wrestles with a perceived conflict of either taking care of his family or taking care of the inner boy. For him to take care of his family, he believes he must surrender the inner boy. And for him to indulge the inner boy, he must surrender the stability of his family. But in this conversation, he and Jerry explore a new path for this part of his life. What if, like for me, the path through this next phase of adulthood involves a reconnection with the boy? What if the answer to his question about what he should do next 
lies in asking a new question. Who am I becoming? My name is Tracy Lawrence, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Choose. I think that there is no better way to spend your money if you want to enhance your leadership. David Mandel, the CEO and founder of Pivot Desk. Nothing helps your business's chance for success as well as your personal chance for success as much as the bootcamp experience does. My name is Char Genvier. It was a really amazing experience. I'm Rory Sterling. I'm a founding partner here at BGF Ventures. We're based in London and we're a £200 million early stage venture fund. I would recommend uh, Reboot Bootcamp, hands down. I, if you're on the edge and thinking about it, I would just do it. You'll, you won't regret it for a second. Here at Reboot, we believe you already have the capability to withstand the storms of your life and work. You simply need to access it. That's why we've created Bootcamp. At Bootcamp, you'll immerse yourself in the complexity and vulnerability of being a leader and founder with up to 15 other smart and courageous people. You'll find the practical skills, radical self-inquiry, shared experiences not only enhance your leadership and resiliency, but may change your life. To learn more and apply for upcoming bootcamps, visit reboot.io slash bootcamps. Hi, Adish. How are you? It's good to meet you. Very good, Jerry. Thank you for having me here. Great to be. So um, before we get started, I'm sensing a little nervousness. Is that right? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you nervous about? Well, Jerry, I, when I wrote into Reboot a couple of months ago, it was just a spur of the moment decision. Struggling with startup closure, the decision, and then... When Dan said, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? I said, sure, I've heard a couple. I've connected with them, which is why I've written it. But I hadn't, at that point, I didn't know how this worked. I hadn't heard other recordings. So the nervousness comes from, and, and I would say nervousness and excitement comes from the very fact that uh, having this conversation with you, which wasn't the, the intent with which I'd written. Uh, mm. So I'm just grateful. So it's, 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 it's twofold. Mm. Well, well, I, I'm honored that, in effect, you're nervous. <laughs> um, I, no, it's all seriousness. I'm honored that uh, you wrote to us and that you shared with us, you know, the, the things that we'll be talking about today and, and, and then some. And I think that uh, one of the things that makes this podcast so special is the willingness for people to show up and be real. And I think that uh, it's, a, it's actually a community effort because it creates this lovely experience for people to listen in in some ways to a conversation between myself and someone else in that, in that regard and to imagine themselves in those shoes and then therefore have that um, uh, empathetic experience. And your willingness to do that, I think, is really, really powerful. So before we begin, why don't, why don't we um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your full name and a little bit of your background and, and what brought you to this conversation in the first place. Sure. So name's Adi Shagarwal. Grew up in India, 
went to architecture school thinking I'll start my own practice. It's one of the few degrees, one that you could start your practice right after graduation. Didn't do that for two decades. And when I did um, start a business of my own, it was to enable other architects and designers to build out their practices. In that course of uh, time in between, I spent time from architecture into real estate. Uh, and from real estate, went to business school in the US and um, took an experiment for a summer at a medical devices company wondering, hey, who's going to give an architect a job at a medical devices company? And that turned out to be a brilliant experience for four years, uh, post-graduation as well, working on epilepsy, aneurysms, things you, know, you, you don't you don't feel unless a loved one comes around and has those issues. And then for personal reasons, moved back to Singapore, um, continued in the healthcare space that led me to healthcare startups, and then led me to other startups, just working with them, one of which was targeting uh, furniture uh, retailers, brought me back into the world of design and, and, and um, architecture. And so started a company called Design Creators uh, two and a half years ago, which is with the intent of enabling a designer to start their own practice, which has been the dream of every designer that goes to school saying, I want to have my name on the board. I want to have my own practice and my ethos out there. Well, um, in April of this year, we decided it's not working. We, 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 we tried two different iterations. It didn't work. So took the decision to say, okay, done. We need to close this. Um, we informed our investors. And when I wrote in, it was the whole struggle of saying, okay, it's done, and, and letting the mind take that step. And then when you go out and have the conversation saying it's done, um, the, the natural question that you get is, okay, so what's next? And so what's your strength? And at that point, in some ways, you're at your weakest because you're like, ah, things didn't work. You, you had this dream, it didn't work. But yeah, but it's the right thing to do is to close it down. But what is your strength? And, and, and I continue to have those conversations. And I realized, uh, you know, for most, I couldn't be boxed into a, a, a function, a industry. And that was, that was hard for me to even just sell my, my whole experience. Uh, and when I use the word sell, it's, it, I don't want to demean it, but it's, it's just sharing that experience. Because most Twitch, you know, high conversation people just go, what? I remember you from medical devices. What are you doing in design? And the design world is, what is Medtronic? What is medical devices? So the, the, the difference kind of hit hard just when you've made that decision. Um, and so that's when I wrote in. Uh, I want to thank actually Dan for, for taking me through various resources that I could uh, work with during this period of time. And, and today I continue to struggle to find that inner self that is driving me to make these decisions. But reflecting is also being a responsible dad, husband, son, because a lot of the the changes that I've made in my career to start in new industries, new functions, new geographies, yes, some of them were driven by personal decisions and for, for the family, but it has also caused an unstable environment uh, from a security perspective. Having said that, I mean, the family has been awesome. I, I have to say, after hearing, reading all the other entrepreneurs going through similar issues, I'm not alone. My family's still with me, so I, I'm so thankful to that. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and I just want to 
I want to recognize that there's a whole roller coaster feeling in what you just shared. And there's the enthusiasm and the excitement of your own journey, of your discovery. There's the uh, just the delight of having had such a powerfully supportive time at Medtronic. The fear of stepping out on your own and starting your own business, the, the pain. And I, and I love the way you pivoted from the word pivot because I'm imagining that there was a little part of you that said, no, 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 I'm talking to Jerry. I'm actually going to talk about what's really going on, which was that we decided to shut it down. And you're smiling and you're nodding because, right, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. No, yeah, so I don't want to use the words that, you know, people assume you need to use. I just want to be myself, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that because I think that, one of the things that um, I have come to learn about my own self is that the way through difficult times, uh, and you're in a time of uncertainty. True, true. Right, and that the, the, the way of through uncertain times is to double down on connectedness to self. And not in a narcissistic way, but a connectedness to that inner, um, compass that inner guidepost and and i recognize all that you're carrying with regard to this and um i have in front of me uh, some of the email exchanges that you've had with dan and i appreciate being able to, to sort of read through that and, and really get a sense of your journey and and I recognize too that you've been doing some some work, some of the work that Reboot puts out there. So you're 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 a brave soul. And in this note, uh, the, the latest note that you shared, I, I note that you um, you speak often about your family. Yeah. Yeah. And you speak often about taking care of them and providing for the family. I think the line here is providing for the family is extremely important. I think there are like five or six versions of the same statement in here. Yes. Including this line. I need to ensure I don't fuck it up for the family. And then you just use the word unstable. Right. What's that about? What's that about, Adish? Very, um, fortunately, the time in Metronic gave us some resources that allowed us to... So let's go back. Even in school, in some ways, I felt I got the opportunity to take risks in my career choices because of the success that my dad worked hard for, mm. starting right from the bottom, moving up. And that gave me a sense of freedom to do what I wanted to do, and they allowed me to do that. Yes, through journeys, been been fortunate at working at firms that 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 took very good care of us. But then, there's still been times, even now, where I have to call back to dad and dad ask dad for help, and say, "Hey, um, actually, he knows. I don't ask. He knows. He's my dad. That's why he knows." He says. You've already got it to the bone. Yes, you need to move on, uh, but do not cut it to the bone that you impact 
the family. Our wife is also essentially whatever that comes through goes out of the door, uh, right? So we were, and I've been doing that way too often uh, in the last three years, and partly because of the startup, partly of certain decisions I made um, when in, in the, when we left Medtronic, it was purely a personal decision. And, and I didn't expect professionally for it to hit so hard. And so for a year, it was difficult to get back in because in this place, uh, moving back to Singapore, most people said, and I was looking for a job, most people said, how can someone leave the US, leave Medtronic? There must be something wrong. Um, there must be something wrong with you. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. And, and eventually you break down that and, and you find something. And then I left a job where I have to share that, you know, I would come back home not happy with the values and got to a point where I was, I was taking out the frustration of the job on my little fella, who's two at the time. He had no freaking clue. He still doesn't. Um, and and this very quickly I realized this is not me. This is not what what I believe in. And so again, I walked out of it. And and starting my own was also not that. Voila! Here's this opportunity. Let's just go after it. It, it took its own course. Where uh, and and when I talk about unstable during this period of time, there was very little cash flow. So you were still depending on the savings that one had. And and I was doing different things, working with startups, helping them out. And then this came about, so I wrote a business plan and got one of the professors from Michigan to say, Adish, I believe in you, here you go. And then I was like, wow, this is real. Uh, and then that boost carried forward to, to start something. Um, so, but even in that process, as, as you very well know that you know, you're working within very limited resources. And so, so a lot of times I wonder, have I done enough? Um, am, I, am I asking too much of the family uh, and not providing back enough? And that's why two months ago when I wrote to Diana, it was about me trying to find my inner self, but it's now trying to balance it with also the family that I have, because that's one of the most important things that, that, that which is why we move from even the US back to Singapore. Uh, so um, that, that instability that one has caused in the financial base to the responsibility and, and inner self of staying true to that freedom and the values that one works with. Mm. It's a, I haven't been able to find that intersection of those three things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to have work that doesn't suck the life out of my soul. I want to have work that creates safety and um, opportunity for my wife and for my child. It's just one child, right? Yes. And I want to be able to create a sense of stability and a sense of progress in my life. And I know from all of this that, and you're 40 years old. <laughs> and uh, you're 40. 
And that's, that's, that's this magical, tough time where the sense of who we are and how we manifest it in work starts to become really cooked. And then we've removed an effect because of circumstances, we've removed a pillar, right? So I was going to be an architect and then I didn't become an architect. I'd be, I joined Medtronic and then I, I kind of re-entered the architecture, but from an entrepreneurial place where I was going to provide a platform for people who were going to be like me, but then it didn't work. And now what do I do? And am I broken? And forgive me, but some of the advice you're getting is bullshit. Because the advice that you're getting is what are my strengths? As if this is some sort, merely some sort of intellectual, intellectual puzzle where all you had to do is figure out what you're good at and go do it. Am I naming something here? Yeah. I struggled with it, right? Because I couldn't make, oh God, every time I have to go and say, oh, this is create a story. But mm-hmm. I know some of that story may not come from within. And do I want to do that? I, the short answer is no, no. And then. Well, you can't, <laughs> you can try, but it's not working. Yeah, true. Right. I mean, this this is the conundrum is all that ends up happening is you end up trying on various new masks. Only to find that none of them fit. And then when, quote unquote, you don't get hired or you haven't uh, magically hit the button to create safety for the family the only thing you can conclude is that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You just took in a deep breath. Well, I'm, now I take more deep breaths. Thanks to the advice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what if there's actually nothing wrong with you? What if, what if it's not supposed to be a straightforward path that's up and to the right, always leading to clearer and clearer uh, explication of who you are? What if this twisty, windy road that you found yourself on is in fact what it's supposed to be? What if this is your path right now. So I say that because part of the question that you seem to have brought in was, what is my strength? And I just want to acknowledge that behind the question of what is my strength is a deeper question. What is that question? Who am I? What am I good at? And if you knew those things, what would it do for you? I would focus my energy to 
find a vocation that would allow me to be who I am. Okay, so this is the logic. I just want to reflect it back. If someone tells me who I am, then I can be who I am. Or I short-circuited it. If someone helps me figure out who I am, then I can get a job or create a work scenario, whether it's a new entrepreneurial endeavor, where I can be myself. What's the challenge with the logic? Depending on others. That's right. It's depending on others. So how does one, Ray, how does one look inside and find that oneself? That's the question. That's the question. How does one look inside to discover who I truly am? Uh, this may be heresy in the coaching world, but it's not by doing an assessment test of your strengths and weaknesses. Those are helpful, those are important, but the deeper question here is existential. Now, you've given yourself some really important clues. You said, I need to ensure I don't fuck it up for the family. So what does that tell us about Adish's values, especially as they relate to family? I need to take responsibility. I need to be there for them. What does that tell us about what Adish believes to be true about being a good man? What does a good man do, Adish? Take care of self and family. Hmm. Others do. Others do. A lot of people don't understand this. The way men will orient ourselves around this question of taking care. And I am absolutely certain that people who identify as other than men may feel similarly. I don't know for sure though, because I don't live in that body. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that I have grappled with these same questions myself. What does it mean to be a good man? What does it mean to be a good son? What does it mean to be a good husband? What does it mean to be a good father? And how does that relate to myself? Is this having any resonance? Yeah. It goes back, I mean, dad provided for me. Right? Your allowed, dad provided for you. He allowed me to take risks. Um, am I able to do the same for Vihan? That's my son. Yeah. Yeah, now we're getting to some of the core questions here. How can I provide for my son the way in which my father provided for me and still provides for me? 
doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just emotionally. Yeah. It's tough on them too, Jerry, to see that, for dad to see that I haven't found what I'm looking for. Mm. It comes from their own thing of seeing their son be, I don't know, safe, secure, stable. Um, but then it's also internally saying, have I sought stability in my career choices? Probably not. That hasn't been the reason I've joined a firm or done a venture. Yeah, it goes back to in in in, in architecture. While I was working for an architect, he literally pulled me aside and said, "Adish, you asked too many questions as to why we're building this, why we're doing this, why are we doing that? You should do real estate. Don't do design <laughs> because that doesn't seem to be your passion." And I didn't even know in India at the time, real estate was a, as a formal industry, was a new industry. I said, okay, sure, research, cold call, found a job into it, started working on it, realized I couldn't freaking understand what a balance sheet is. Uh, so came out to the coast, went ahead and worked in real estate. And then even at business school, it was, I've done real estate, yes, seen some success in that. Let's do something new. Let's Let's just... Put your mind into something that you've never done. And don't ask me why Medtronic <laughs> decided to give me that role, but I just said three months, what's the worst that can happen? And that three months, when I, I still have my five years mm -hmm. of achievement, I counted right from summers. It was just an amazing thing for letting someone take a risk. It, it wasn't the stability that Medtronic provided. It was the sense of freedom to explore that that it provided that resulted in in the experience I had. And that's what's, what's, what's with the responsibility of the family, that sense of freedom to to explore, to to be out there and, and find connectivities between things, seeing things from different angles. I mean Metronica go back um, I was interviewing, obviously, with doctors and biomedical scientists with with uh, business degrees, and I said, you know what, I couldn't match those people at all. They're brilliant. The only thing I could do is look at it as a patient. That's my only strength in all of this. And, and so when I look at any material that's going to reflect on how a patient probably see it, because they'll have no clue, which is what I have right now. Um and that, that excites me to see things from a, from a new perspective, uh, from 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 a perspective that it's being built for. Um, yeah, I'm furiously writing notes. <laughs> I, I I hope I'm not I'm making some sense, but yeah, um, you're making complete sense. I want to I want to pursue some lines of inquiry with you. Okay. You've mentioned the word stability or its opposite several times. What is stability? It 
the notion with which I use the word stability is the financial stability. Stability. Which, How does it manifest? Um, making choices on anything and everything that one does um, in terms of what you can provide for the family, for self, uh, and, and the lack of it. And the lack of? Of having the resources just, yeah, we could continue cutting down. We could. So, so stability means having lots of resources? I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say lots, but it, enough that we don't have to think about where we go out or if we take a holiday or not. Um, so if, if you were a stable provider, what feeling would, would exist within the family unit or what feelings would exist in the family unit? One, they would feel most that, that, that there are choices that one can provide for Bihan. Um, Linda, that's my wife, could also not have to completely just work to to provide for the family and have at least some to, to provide for herself whatever she wants to do. Um, sense of responsibility that, uh, and, and also we're not talking about, oh yeah, we need to have a extravagant life. It's just not having to think through each time, can we do this? Can we do that? Uh, is, it, is it too much of a stretch to say that when you say the words, not having to think through, perhaps a parallel expression would be to not have to worry? Correct. Okay, so stability means not worrying. Yeah. It means, if I'm hearing you right, it means making choices. Hey, honey, do you want to go out to dinner? Sure. And not worrying about spending the money to go out to dinner. Right. So stability means there's money in the bank and that there are choices that you can make. And then there's this, there are these other vectors that are equally important. True. You're hearing this, right? And yeah. so one of those vectors is meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. And another vector is um, flexibility. You, you didn't use that word often, but when you did, you came alive when you talked about flexibility. And there you are again, smiling again, because you like that word flexibility. I love it. I love, I love having my choices. I love having, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Am I asking for too much, Sherry? Am I, am I trying to? So that's an interesting question because there was a little voice. I'm imagining this is so, tell me if I'm wrong. There's a little voice that just popped in your head that said, I wish you're asking too much. Yeah. Okay. So, but what you're, what I think you're asking for is stability and flexibility. What you're asking for is freedom from worry. 
and freedom. Yes, yes, right. and yes. And that if one can live a life that is free from worry and free, one can then live one's life manifesting one's inner purpose um, with a sense of uh, groundedness within oneself. Have I, have I just named the thing that you're looking for? Yes. By the way, these attributes that we just described, this is part of who Adish is. A provider who is flexible. See, there's almost, there's almost a, a, a rebel inside of you that says, fuck this shit, I am not gonna be trapped to this desk forever. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yet, there, there was an enormous amount of pride when you held up your five-year certificate of achievement for Medtronic. Five years, look, I stayed in place for five years. Yeah, this was the only place I stayed for five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So notice this conflict that exists within you. And notice there is that voice again. Jerry, am I asking too much voice? No, yeah, that's the only place I stayed for five years. You hear, you hear the berating voice that comes in? Mm -hmm. Very quickly. You're asking too much. Now here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here, okay? And because we're only recording the audio, folks won't see it. I'm wagging my finger at you. Adish, you're 40. It's time to grow up. Have you heard that voice in your head? Yes. Okay. But I don't want to grow up. But it's time to grow up. Providers, right? Provide stability. Providers provide for their family. I'm slowing down because the weight of that is heavy. And as we step into our lives, the guilt comes up. Have I asked for too much of this world? Freedom from worry and freedom. Yeah. Let me ask you, my friend, you, you were born in India, yes? Yes. And you made a comment early on. You said, my father, describing my dad, you said, starting at the bottom. What was the bottom that dad started at? Oh, he started as an engineer in a company and then... Um, and what did, what did his father do? He was a doctor in the army. And what did his father do? Don't know. Okay. I ask because... Oftentimes, the belief structures 
that are implicit here. Like there's a belief structure that you're operating with, which is you have to choose freedom from worry or freedom. Yeah. Those belief structures, how old is your son? Four and a half. Okay. Actually, right 21 year old, but four and a half. So you're we're not born with those belief structures. These are things that we learn. And the there are choices that one has to make. One has to, I, I used to say when I was turning 40 that I finally had to reconcile the fact that I wasn't going to play center field for the Yankees. I wasn't going to be magically discovered, especially since I never played baseball in my life. But I wasn't going to be magically discovered and, play, and ended up playing baseball. Like I had to recognize that there were certain limitations that existed in the world. Mm -hmm. But the belief system that the choice between freedom from worry and freedom, that's what uh, the poet William Blake would call is a mind-forged manacle. Mind-forged manacle. That doesn't mean that you can just magically manifest like Bitcoin everywhere, right? Here's some Ethereum. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. On the other hand, all of the shame and all of the guilt that forces you into these limiting boxes, that feels mind created. And oftentimes those limiting beliefs go, go back to multiple generations. How did grandfather end up in the army, right? How did he end up as a doctor? So your grandfather was actually part of the colonial army. Correct. So he would go off to, during the wars to treat the soldiers. Mm. I thank him for his service. Thanks. I just like to recognize the historical elements that exist when we are working in these realms. Because they are those ghosts haunt us. They come forward. Your grandfather, your father's father, I'm imagining, broke ground. And I'm imagining that your father charted new territory. Mm -hmm. And here we are with a son who is also in his own way trying to break new territory because mm -hmm. he's trying to marry both freedom from worry and freedom in a way that your grandfather may not have been able to do and your father may not have been able to do so that your children will be able to live that through. But there's this, there's this, this construct that um, I think you still grapple with, which is I have to figure all this out so that Linda and I don't worry anymore. Let me ask you, what does Linda tell you? <laughs> Just... She hasn't said much. I mean, she, she's, she accepts. Um, said, okay, what next? 
I will figure it out. Uh, yeah, she's been she's been silently supporting it. Is she seething? Is she angry? No. Is she scared? A little, possibly. Mm -hmm. And how does she feel about you? She, she wants me to have that freedom. She wants me to be happy um, in what I do. She's, she knows I want to help the family. In the past, why I left Medtronic was because the financial crisis impacted her in the US. And she's sitting home for two years after some time got into her confidence. And so while she was on holiday, I decided to quit where she couldn't influence my decision for mm -hmm. a phone call. Uh, and um, then we just moved with bags back to Singapore, which is where she's from. Um, she knows that that I can't take these decisions. Uh, sometimes they're fairly rash, but uh, uh, and that wasn't the only reason to come back. But but that was one of the big factors. Um, she wants me to be happy because, uh, yeah. Um, she doesn't say, "Hey, Adi, should be happy." <laughs> she says, mm -hmm. hey, "Find something that you'd you'd enjoy." Um, mm -hmm. Because then you'll be happy. If you're happy, everyone's going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I know that. I've seen when I'm not happy how I react at home, and that's bullshit. I shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. And what does your younger son want? He just wants dad to play that. Papa, to... right? Papa. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's got heart, Jerry, I have to say. He's got heart. I mean, he. He's, he's a fighter. Uh, he showed that in early this year um, mm -hmm. when, uh, yeah, um, digressing here, but the kid decided to learn swimming from a coach who was fairly strict. He's four, Vihan is four. And uh, the first two classes, he was not happy because the coach was extremely strict. And the coach had told us, you know, just let it be. Uh, you know, just keep your eyes and ears closed. By the third class, Vian said, Dad, come back home early so that you can take me for practice because I want to impress the coach. In class number 12, he swam five laps, shocking the coach and everybody else. He's four not, not perfect swimming, but doesn't matter. He he took it upon himself. So he's got heart. And um, so it goes back. I want to provide him that opportunity to use that heart to do whatever he wants to do. Um, and and I go back to Dad. Dad, Dad used that same dialogue on me and said, Listen, you're not asking for help, but what if Vihan asks you for help? Would you help him or not? I'm like, absolutely. What kind of question is that? He's like, so why the hell are you not asking me for help? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a way to get out <laughs> this way. So, yeah. I like your dad. <laughs> I love him too. Where did, uh, it's Vihan is his name? Yes. Yes. Where did he get this heart from? Did he go to the store and buy it? No, he got it from Linda and me. Hmm. And does he know who he is? 
No, but but think about Vihan. Does he does he have a connection to an inner sense of what do I want? Right? Think about him stamping his feet. No, Dad, I want to go early. Yep. Where did he get that ability from? From one of us, or skip to Gene, and from somebody else in the family. Yeah, skip to Gene. Yeah, yeah, skip to Gene. Hoping it's one of us, but yeah, I have a feeling it's. I have a feeling it's a combination of the two of you because you both strike me as adventurous, desirous of taking care of the family. Because if Linda were here, she'd say, "Well, I want to take care of my husband and child." She'd say, I want to take care of my family, wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. She is. <laughs> so rather than asking yourself a question, what is my strength and therefore what should I do? What if the inquiry was instead, what is the source of my strength? And how can I use that? to marry the seemingly contradictory wishes that I have. Mm. Where did you learn that it's important to stay connected to yourself? Because you didn't learn that from Reuben. You, you indulged it by listening to the podcast. Where did you learn this? Where did I learn? I don't know if I learned. I just realized I, you know, I just need to be with him. Um, right. But where did you learn, for example, that you could apply to Medtronic, even though you don't have any background in medical devices, and be reasonably successful there? Where did you learn to do that? What is the source of that strength? I don't know what that source is, Barry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that the inquiry process for you is around, you know, you asked me somewhat plaintively, how does one go about asking oneself, who am I? I think that's too large a question. Okay. I think the question is, what am I made of? What are, the, what are the aspects of me? And and how do those aspects come together in ways that I am proud of and ways that hold me back, right? So an aspect of you is the belief system that freedom from worry and freedom from want are contradictory and cannot coexist. And yet there's a rebellious side of you that says, uh-uh, uh I don't believe that. I got to figure out how to make those two work. There's an aspect of you that's adventurous. I'm good. I don't know how to read a balance sheet. So I'm going to go to the University of Michigan, was it? Uh, for business school, yes. But uh, the first yeah. instance in Singapore to do real estate finance. Right, right. right. My wife is 
going through her own implication from a financial crisis. So we're going to move to Singapore, where life is a little bit different and maybe even a little bit easier for us. And I'm going to take a risk. And I am going to be a father in a way that's going to give honor to my father. But for being there for myself, I'm going to be Papa. These are all aspects of Adish. These are all parts of you. And embedded in all of the parts of you are both your strengths and your weaknesses. You've listened enough to the podcast to know that I often use the term superpower. And what I often say about superpowers is that, and Marvel Comics taught us well about this, right? (laughs) Superpowers have a positive side and a negative side. One of your superpowers is your adventuresome side. The negative side of that is that it can inculcate a sense of groundless state. It's not even a negative side. It's just a consequence of it is it can create that. And so that needs to be looked at, not with shame or guilt, but just with a clarity. Okay, so... How, how is it that I can reconcile these different pieces of me? And what are the choices that I can make going forward, accepting the totality of me, instead of living with a finger wagging and saying, come on now, it's time to grow up and be a man. So what I'm laying out here isn't an answer to your question, sure. but, but I think what it is is a path to the answer to your question. And in some ways, were I to simply answer your question, I would be infantilizing you. I think it's better to call forth your capacity to have your own path. And then allow you to walk on that path. Yep. You've demonstrated time and time again in your life your various small and large superpowers. Rely on them. You see something I'm, I'm struggling to see. Well, what, what is it that you, what do you hear me seeing? What do you hear me noting? You mentioned small and large superpowers. Sure, your adventuresomeness, your willingness to get on an airplane and fly halfway around the world and start a new life. Not just once. First you went to Singapore, then you went to the United States, then you went back to Singapore. There are people who won't leave a city block from where they were born. That's a superpower. Your ability to walk away from architecture. See, you want to see all of these things as a source of instability and brokenness. And I see the strength inside of them. The courage. Your father sees it. Your wife sees it. Your son can't put words to it, but he manifests it. 
no, Dad, I'm going to swim five laps. I'm four and a half. Does this have any resonance, what I'm describing? Yeah, sure. So there's this man I know whose grandfather was a doctor in the army. And his father unexpectedly became an engineer and did really well. And there's a superpower that exists in that patrilineal line of men who go one step outside of. That's a superpower. That's a strength, but not in a Myers-Briggs assessment kind of strength. Right. <laughs> it's right. courage, it's curiosity, it's freedom. So how do we hold on to that while creating a means? Let, let me remind you of a guy who once applied for really against all odds and then got a job at one of the most well-run companies in the world, Medtronic. How did he do that? Who was that guy? Oh, that guy. That guy didn't feel any, because of the risks right. didn't exist in his mind, so he was being himself. I think that's... Oh, is that who he was? He was being himself. <laughs> Jerry, who am I? Oh, right, that guy. Is that guy still it alive? Freedom. It was freedom from worry, Jerry, that allowed me to be... Successful. Yeah. Not only did it allow you to have the freedom of choice, which is what you want, right? There you are. You lived it. You proved it. You can be free from worry and able to make the choices. But now, Jerry, you don't understand the risk. The risk. Oh, okay. Courage, courage doesn't exist without risk. Otherwise, it's not courage. That I will take with me. I don't know the choices that you should make. I don't know that anybody knows the choices you should make. But I would call forth what is already evident in your life, which is your strength, your curiosity, your laughter, your smile, your self-awareness, your vulnerability, your heart, courage. I know that if you make choices from that place, regardless of how they turn out, that will feel right. I hope this was helpful. This has been incredibly helpful, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, firstly, for a stranger to just reach out, Dan, and 
this is the humor in me, but a Buckeye helping a Wolverine. That But I believe there's a Wolverine on the reboot team, so that kind of balanced it off. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just providing resources because I can see myself in the last two months, the questions have changed. And yeah. And then thanks to you, your journey, I know this is a path and this is a path I want to take and not just jump to something. Yeah. And then back and said, why didn't I? Well, you are doing the good work and it doesn't surprise me that you're doing the good work. This is the work you're called to do in this moment at 40. So, thank you for your courage. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for showing up as you did. If you enjoyed this episode, go to reboot.io slash podcasts to listen to all three seasons of our podcast conversations. And leave us a review on iTunes. That's the best way for other people to find and enjoy the show just as you have done. And don't forget to join our mailing list at reboot.io slash sign up so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. I'm John Greenfield, and I lead people operations and business development here at Psychic. The Circle's experience as a whole has been great. What I said to Dan was secret superpower. I feel like I've got this invisible group of people supporting me at my job and, you know, in some ways, different life. It's a neat little secret for me that you have that extra support. If you think Circles might be the right thing, trust that feeling. Find your secret superpower like John with your own Reboot Circle. Groups are filling quickly for fall, including those for head of people, CTOs, CEOs, and more. To learn more and apply, go to reboot.io slash circles.